Ed, and this is Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast about super <laughs> comics and yeah. graphic novels and sequential art and Spider-Man. <laughs> I'm the host, <laughs> Henry Sorry. Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G mm-hmm. on Twitter, and you can tell that uh, the fact that I was not interrupted, that Brad Elston is not here, but uh. who is here? Chris Antista. Yeah. Sorry, they got a new sound. We're no, up here just fun. playing around. And then our third seater today is Dave Rudden. I am the walking Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that was perfectly timed. That was perfectly timed. I don't know uh, if that one's going to make it back. <laughs> we were just talking about uh, going to see indie wrestling, maybe. Oh, boy. There's a lot. Of, well, then, uh, I think it was Dave. No. Brent was pointing out to me that uh, a WWE house show is coming to town in February as well. Yeah. I believe to what? The <laughs> Cow Palace? No, not Cow Palace. Uh, Oracle Arena. Oracle Arena on my Ooh. side of town. Ooh. And at, uh, but yeah, I don't know. House shows for WWE, like, where nothing happens. Yeah. Like, like you want the excitement of a live Raw or even SmackDown taping, you know? Yeah, like, we talked about it a bit on the Watch Sheet podcast, but like it's fun, but it's so totally predictable and reverting reverting yeah. it back to the subject matter of this show, not Sheet Podcasting. Yeah. The way to try and derail it, it's like having Dan Slott tell you a Spider-Man story that he never goes into print. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or he'll be like, "Oh, this is the well." Yeah, it's like. God, we did have this conversation. But it was about comic books where I said it was just like a comic book annual where it's just mm. the annual didn't happen or the annual happens. I mean, it's they're not going to pretend that it didn't happen, but no new plot development will happen for Spider-Man. Is there like a regular outlet for like comic book writers to be like, well, I had this one idea for Spider-Man this one time, but we didn't do Is it like, uh, are there Comic-Con panels where they'll do that? or like... um, Occasionally. Well, sometimes they even just let them do it as a what if or an Elseworlds. Uh, or if, uh, uh, here's a good case of that happening where Roger Stern oh, was one of the best, still one of my favorite Spider-Man writers. In the 80s, he introduced the Hobgoblin, and the big mystery was, who is the Hobgoblin? And so he really wanted to reveal it in his book, but for some reason, he left before he did that, and he left it in Spider-Man 250. And so when he left, he said who he wanted to make the Hobgoblin to the next writer, and the next writer was like, nah, no, I want to make somebody else. But then when they made it that guy, it actually had a, a giant plot hole. The, in how it could be that guy and so instead Roger Stern eventually like pitched to Marvel well you know there's this big plot hole we could still just say that no that wasn't Hobgoblin and we could make it my guy and they let him do that and had it be official but it's very rare very rare indeed but uh, yeah so boy another week huh another oh, week comic books oh, comic books exciting yeah it is exciting yeah but I I I really need to stop buying comic books just for a little while because I have, I have kind of a backlog at this point. Is it mostly Marvel? Mostly Marvel. Let's get you a Marvel Now subscription. Hmm? Let's get you a Marvel Now subscription. No. Stop buying mm. trades. Mm. Yes. I like having them on a shelf. It's an addiction. You had a problem. Sooner or later, we're going to have an A&E show in your house mm-hmm. filming shit. I do People like... put things in tra- plastic bags and <laughs> dig out cats from underneath here. <laughs> no. Charlie Barrett and his, and his goodly wife mm-hmm. recently came over Charlie to my Barrett. place, and they weren't fans of how it was, but they did not think it was filthy or like a total 
Uh, crazy cesspool. Cesspool, yeah. And I'm going off of what they said. No, this is after I cleaned up the place. Because you knew they were coming over. No, I cleaned it up just the previous week, and I didn't know they were coming over. And then when I said, like, man, I'm glad I cleaned it up, and then they looked at me like, you cleaned? Like, this <laughs> This is your clean place? <laughs> Though I feel like it was... I, it, my place was not baby-proof was the problem. That oh, like, wow. If you had a baby come over to this apartment, which I think is looking very clean, yeah. like definitely cleaner than my place, but a baby's going to find just this like crumb you left <laughs> I, or I, like I a piece up, of tinfoil you yeah. forgot about and stick it in his mouth. I cleaned but, it up. And don't then, pull and then, on this issue of Spider-Man because the whole stack will fall. And, and crush you. Yeah. No, no, don't go near that. Oh, crushed by a replica hoverboard. <laughs> uh, I, I, I tried to clean it up for a guest. It was a, a dog. Oh. And it didn't work at all. Like this uh-huh. place is nowhere near safe for a dog. Um, I <laughs> we see the dog carcass in the hallway, so we I, know it didn't work out. I've been cleaning a little bit too, and I'm pretty sure I don't know what to do about it. Thank God I did, I've done most of my comic collecting digitally. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure I am going to throw away DVDs, wow. which I never ever. The whole point of buying them yeah, was to I'm have them kinda, forever. I'm kind of at that too point much. too. You could go to a record store and sell them for. Pennies. I ha- you know Literal what? Pennies. I have a promotion. I have a pro- dumb promotional idea in mind. I'll probably just give them all away on Laser Time and send them to people. Yeah, send them to paid. What do they want a DVD for? They'll just uh, they'll be like be a movie. It'll be easier to, to steal this in the time. And two of them will have golden it. tickets. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'm feeling that too. Like ten years ago, no, six years ago, I was thinking to myself. You don't remember when we, yeah, talk often, we gave away 30 copies of Forrest Gump to people who apparently wanted them? Those are VA, all right, that's true. But yeah, I was looking at my shelf uh, recently, even even four years ago, saying, why the fuck do I have all this stuff? I used to pride yeah. myself on having every Tarantino movie. Now I'm even just too lazy to put a disc in a machine. Like, yeah. Though I have... It, it taught me what movies were important to me, the few <laughs> Blu-rays I repurchased, which are Miyazaki films, yes. Tarantino films, mm-hmm. Wes Anderson films, and the Batman trilogy. Uh, mostly, so far, mostly only what I have. Classic oh, and an- Toy Story. Classic animation for me. Mm-hmm. And Disney stuff. And I do a wonderful comic-related story. Couldn't figure out a good way to get it off my desktop computer and into Instagram. Most of the Disney movies now, I'm in that Disney movie rewards program. I register uh-huh. my shit, get points. And most all the movies now have a redeemable Amazon digital copy. Oh. And that's really... I, usually it's through iTunes. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about some <laughs> shitty low-res iTunes uh, DRM file. Mm-hmm. But the Amazon stuff, HD file for... That you can watch on pretty much any yeah, game I, I love, console I, would, I bought It's a Wonderful Life and like Emmett Otter. And I go to my parents' house and it's for Christmas. And it's like, boom, I'm watching my jams mm-hmm. from my machine or from my account. And that was nice. I registered all my stuff. And everything has like this beautiful thumbnail on the Disney site. Register, ooh, Oliver and Company even has a nice thumbnail. And then I finally get to Mary Poppins. Like, would you like to get your digital copy? Click yeah. And somewhere along the way, Disney's wires got majorly crossed. And the thumbnail is Chris Hemsworth as Thor, <laughs> redeemable as my Mary Poppins. And it, it did not work. I don't know how that happened. 
but my Mary Poppins copy thought digitally it was Thor. Yeah. Well, you know, they're both magical creatures that come from another dimension to help people. <laughs> they and... wield something with a mighty fist. Yeah. I'd like to see them be creative in like the Roger Rabbit thumbnail is uh, Jessica Rabbit's uh, <laughs> Twin Legs area. Or was it the Rescuers where they had the naked lady in the window? Ah, uh, uh, yes. Yes, yeah. the boobies in the window. God, yeah, you know what? The person who caught that thought they were just being cool and they ruined it, <laughs> ruined it. For, their, for everybody. Same with a... Uh, this happened with a comic book that, that Grant Morrison wrote called Flex Mentallo, mm-hmm. where the character was it was a it was a takeoff on Charles Atlas, the old mm-hmm. comic, the, the guy kicking sand in his yeah, face yeah. comics. In case I, I hope kids at least know what that is now, but mm-hmm. but it was, it was sand a, no longer exists. It was a parody <laughs> of that, and uh, and so some fan of the comic was like. Hey, Mr. Atlas, look, uh, they're they're making a comic book uh, inspired by your thing. Isn't that cool? Charles Atlas's reaction was to sue, <laughs> to threaten legal Ooh. action against DC. And so DC kept it out of print for like 15 years Damn. in response to that. And that's just when some, some guy balls. was trying. Yeah, and the fan was just going like, I'm sorry, Grant Morrison. I, I, <laughs> didn't, I was trying to be nice. Show some balls. Yeah, that's why you shouldn't be nice. You never asked what we were reading, Hank. I this is a preamble to that oh. thing. I was just gonna say, but what I I just did, thought we were gonna get into Marvel casting news. I smelled it anyway. No, but not just not just yet. Mm. That's cool, cool babies. Um, is that uh, swing baby of the comics I did read? I got the Battle of the Atom collection. Read it already. The big uh, crossover. I'm only two issues in, but uh, it's fun. I just yeah, I don't. Fun. I actually don't know if I kept up with. The ramifications that were promised. Nah, the well, the big ramifications are just spelled out very directly in the last pages of it. When it's just Kitty Pride takes the other X Men, the the old X, mm-hmm. the new old X Men, or the old new X Men, and boy. they all join up with Cyclops' side. Mm-hmm. Like that, they left Wolverine School. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think it. You know what bugged me about it hmm. is that um, that uh, people who want to keep up with all new X Men have to buy two additional storylines to get everything. Yeah, there's that. Mm-hmm. But it was that I really like Kitty Pride, but I like her as the head mistress mm-hmm. of Wolverine School. I like that dynamic a lot. But that wasn't the book Bendis is writing, and mm-hmm. you can tell instantly. First issue of all new X Men, hmm. or by the, I would say, by, at least by the fifth issue of all new X Men. Mm-hmm. His favorite character is Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride is the main character of his all new X Men book. Well, it's kind of her and Jean Grey, but mm-hmm. really Kitty Pride is the main character. And so when it was Bendis's like called the character, I said, "All right, it's just a countdown to when he takes her back completely and she doesn't appear in all new or in Wolverine and the X Men anymore." And that's exactly what happens in Battle of the X Men. But to see her join with. With yeah, Cyclops, what, that doesn't the, seem very Kitty Pride. Nor what purpose would she serve in that group? Yeah, way well, that it like breaks. I liked her and Bobby Drake as a mm-hmm. couple, and then she like breaks up with him just because it's not Bendis's pick. He clearly has different romantic plans for her. That I was like, yeah, Bendis, you gotta have it. I mean, it's he's writing the book, so he should get to do it the way he wants. Mm-hmm. But eh, you don't want to foul the X Men, sir. So I ordered that from Amazon as well as my favorite uh, Pixar movie. So I can't wait for Up and Atom. Who oh boy, who oh boy, Dave? Yes, I've ordered yeah. neither of those things. I'm <laughs> make that joke. Oh, was... Let's see if I can take that back. 
No, can't do it. Can't I miss when you did backwards. Steps. There, oh, there we go. You know, I there were a couple times where I was talking for that very long time, and I looked at you, Dave. And I was like, I wonder if he's thinking up he's a joke. He's gearing up a joke. He's got one in the barrel. This way to go. Uh, so, I, had, I had up and Adam. I just was like, how can I get up in there? <laughs> I. Also read, I was complaining last week about feeling cheated by a Daredevil collection that had five issues, two of which I'd already purchased as part of the Incredible Hulk, Indestructible Hulk collection. And they did it to me again. Hmm. With uh, So I bought Superior Spider-Man Team-Up Volume 1. Yeah. First off, it contains Superior Spider-Man Team-Up Annual 1. Then two issues of Avenging Spider-Man. Oh, really? And well, then there are an those... annual of Avenging Spider-Man. And then a Daredevil issue I already freaking had. A Spider-Man team-up collection? What? For a Spider-Man team-up collection? No. The, you're probably thinking of the lethal foes of Spider-Man. Or the superior, superior foes of Spider-Man. What did you this, say? This is Superior Spider-Man team-up. Yes. That used to be Avenging Spider-Man. Yeah. The team-up book. Which is good. It's all right. There's like three super important issues in there, and the rest of it is kind of avoidable. But it's it's the Superior Spider-Man annual that's in there, not not the Team Up annual, but the Superior Spider-Man annual. Which I don't think anything is topped that Superior annual. Anyway, it was really good, but mm-hmm. it's gonna be in a Superior Spider-Man mm-hmm. regular collection. I just mm-hmm. know it, and I don't know. It just felt like a lot of padding. It didn't even have a single a real regular issue of that was called Superior Spider-Man Team Up. Huh. So was this more expensive than digital version? Eh, it's probably like is it five. taking up a shitload of space in your house? Well, not a shitload. It's like a tenth eh, of an inch. Why don't we stop doing this? A... <laughs> no, because then I wouldn't have physical issues that I could trade in for like two Look, bucks. Man, I used to be just like you <laughs> a couple weeks ago. I work my ass off, and the, the fleeting free moments I have, I buy things to consider uh-huh. myself alive because I like un- <laughs> I like unwrapping uh-huh. things. But it yep, turns feels out good you, you enjoy that, seconds. but you also really enjoy the actual thing itself. Yeah, but get rid of the other stuff and you save some money. That's just baggage, brother. Uh, uh, Dude, do it! What I really need to do to save some money is uh, get rid of Comcast. Or the cable, Very true. anyway. I just resubscribed to Comcast. Did you? Because they, they have the, the cable H- and the, <clears throat> the yeah, HBO. Fuck that. The fuck HBO. That. Like, because, well, I pay. I have like one of the higher tier internet, uh-huh. and there's one where it's like slightly lower tier internet, mm-hmm. but HBO, yeah. and it's like it's literally just cable. Mm-hmm. No, no, not even cable. It's like all broadcast channels and HBO. Like they've fin- they've done wow. they've done the closest they've ever gone to just offering HBO. Just give all me HBO. Own. It's yeah. basically like maybe fifteen twenty bucks more than uh, internet on its own. And I'd like if, yeah. if that's the price I have to pay to have HBO. What what bugs me is that I know I would. This is additional what it, dollars a month. Yeah, it's like fifteen to twenty bucks. Not I, bad. Though I realized, like when I ordered it, I'm like, oh, it's not an HD on the cable box that I'm getting. I'm getting a, a SD cable box. That's I have gross. to pay ten bucks more if I want HD. But I, at least I have HBO Go, and I have like it's so sad that I'm like I'm basically paying for an HBO Go subscription through Comcast. Yep. I have not turned on my cable box in three months. Wow. So. But yes. I haven't canceled my cable. I've been lazy. Should. And also, I their their mind control works. Where what well, on mind control? But yeah. the they're like they know they make calling them a hassle. Yeah. So you won't do it because do it online. You have to. No, you can't do it online. I I, right. I haven't found a way to do no, it you online. Right. You got to call them. The, I wouldn't. They're they're shitty enough to make you call them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, you got to call them and be like, please get rid of this. Like, well, we could offer for this or we could offer you this. Like, please, no more cable. I just no just more. charge me what you're going to charge me for the Internet. And I'll watch TV on that because that's the only way I've been watching TV anyway. Because the only regular TV shows I want to watch are Parks and Recreation yeah. and Community. Both of which I can just watch on Hulu immediately. And then the other, See, then the only no other place to talk about that. And I really want to. Uh, this year, for the first year ever, uh, Netflix subscribers went up as HBO and Showtime subscribers went down. And yeah. I'm talking about this primarily because of the uh, Daredevil series, the ah. Defender series coming to Netflix. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on. Yes. Uh, net neutrality was also uh, was also taken away, mm-hmm. and. Um, Bad. Yes, it's really bad because it's like what we're seeing is a rise in customer demand for Netflix mm-hmm. and less of, from the cable companies. Uh, and so now the cable companies basically get to... Uh, yeah, why should they help their... Com- they're helping their competitor, they help their competitor to have a so good now they service. Can, they, can, they can officially charge Netflix an astronomical fee. And there's some statistic I read a long time ago that Netflix uses as much bandwidth every evening as the entire internet did in 2004. Wow. <laughs> and... It, yeah, and so the they could just make Netflix suck, or they or could they could just... they could say Netflix, you have to pay a high premium because now we can divvy out yeah. bandwidth to who we want. That is, crazy. and then Netflix is going to have to pass that along to their subscribers. And they and Netflix mm. said, thus making Netflix shittier, and then make people more want to. Sign the only up for people cable. who want to go against net neutrality are the cable companies. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And, like cable but, companies can do that to Netflix. The postal service couldn't do that to Netflix when like people. <laughs> Like, I remember going every even now still when I go to the post office I see a section like right behind the peop, like the mail takers at the front desk there is a box specifically for Netflix <laughs> like an area wow. just to process Netflix things because they're like these unwieldy it's got to be the only way people are it's junk mail and Netflix and the only Pretty thing much. in the yeah. fucking post office I would barely open my mail if I wasn't waiting for like tax shit from my bank because yeah. <laughs> they won't send it to you again you can't access it online and you yeah. can't go to the bank and get it <laughs> yourself uh, and, and, and the interesting thing was there was an article uh, Netflix what are you going to do he's like well they can do that mm-hmm. and if they do We'll, ins- we'll let our customers know and incite them to protest. <laughs> I mean, it could just be the same way uh, those, that, that might be those the channels to... like AMC blacked out on mm-hmm. cable channels. Like, hey, you can't watch uh, Bat- the new Mad Men because Cable Town doesn't like it. <laughs> I love that episode of 30 Rock. We don't like anything. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> don't. You don't do anything, Comcast. And the channels you do own are garbage. What they did to G4 oh, yeah. is absolutely incredible. We're going to mm-hmm. fire everybody, cancel every show, turn to the Esquire Network. Actually, I think the Style Network would work better as the Esquire Network. You fired everybody from G4 already. So G4, did I tell you that when I went home? Well, it's just reruns. It's right? reruns and of cops. preview coverage oh, yeah. wow. leading up to the Wii U. and like and It's t- it's year and a half to two-year-old preview coverage of video games. And there's no end in sight. That, is, there's, that channel is becoming nothing. It's just a channel with no new content it is the, ever again. It is the the Walking Dead of television. Damn, it's incredible. <laughs> like I, I sort of, it's like it's sort of like that would be like if, if you were like millions of miles out in space and receiving a TGIF broadcast from 1985. <laughs> like that's what it that's what it feels like. And, okay. and, and that made it for some reason like I couldn't turn away. Yeah. I could not change the channel. The Wii U is reported to be in HD. 
Really? You want to talk about what the Wii U is going to be like? We're going to talk to the star of Swim Fan about their next one. <laughs> I was trying to think of like the oldest forgettable yeah. thing I could. It's pretty good. So he's here to talk to us about Van Helsing. Van Helsing. You see they're trying to make a fucking another one of those, but with Frankenstein starring oh, Iron Eckert. That's a different comic. It looks like garbage. It's based on a comic. Garbage. A garbage I don't, place. No, I don't know what, what comic that is. Yeah, I can't talk about the comic, but it just... It, I didn't know it was based on a comic, but it just seemed to me like, hey, we should have a trilogy too, uh, Frankenstein. Just, I, yeah. I, I, I know we gush a lot about Marvel adaptations, but they're the ones doing it right because now they have a studio with a vested interest in representing their brand well. <laughs> doing it right. And, and then every there's like a filter that they throw in every one of these comic movies, be it Jonah Hex... Preacher, uh, I, I Frankenstein, like this blue fucking filter. They put a, a leather trench coat with yeah. with penguin tails onto its lead. It's the same. It They're looks ashamed. like the same fucking move, same underworld shame. ripoff every time. And they keep buying up these comic properties wow. and fucking wasting them. Well, yeah, it's the same shame that made the X Men just be a bunch of people in leather suits. They're like. Mm-hmm. Eh, this can't be colorful. And then you look at the you look at the the hero shot from the Avengers of all of them together. Like, mm-hmm. there's Captain America in a giant blue costume. There's a giant green man. There's I can't a guy in another blue thing. Like, I can't believe it. I, I sometimes I did gold and red. I stood like, back and looked at Captain America over the Christmas break. And I'm like, why am I even accepting this? <laughs> <laughs> well, they are coming down in the sequel. I think because they knew that. Are they? Yeah. Oh no, it's his. It's more of a spy costume. You haven't seen his picture. I no. bet I bet he won't wear the mask for more than ten minutes in that film. You don't think so? He doesn't a lot in the, in, in those issues. They either. don't like wearing masks. No, like, he didn't he, wear it a lot in Winter Soldier either. Like no. he just just while he fights. Well, he got his mask like he barely wears the mask in the movie either in Avengers. Like yeah, just but half the half half the Winter Soldier is is him talking to Sharon Carter. Yeah, a lot without of his mask on. It's true. Anybody else read anything? I did. I read uh, the amazingly nineties. Venom Lethal Protector. Who in set in San Francisco? Set in San Francisco, where in the secret bum world, the secret bum world that it is the most (laughs) wonderful, wonderfully nineties Mark Bagley. Yes, just oh, the way Venom talks is so wonderful. It's it's just like a nineteen sixties. It'll look like Venom, like grotesque, and his tongue's flying, and slobbers flying, flying. Someone just, but he's a hero now, so someone gets killed, and giant gashing teeth, slobber. Pulsating muscles. He's like, what? No, of Hearth and Helm. He was only after. <laughs> like this is amazing. I can't believe you're talking like this, Venom. Yeah, and when yeah. he when he's not in the, the Eddie Brock revealed, I sent it to Elson to put on sequential fart, but it really worked best in comic view mode, where it's Venom dropping from a ceiling and forming back into Eddie Brock, mm-hmm. and it's full Venom. We uh, changing Venom will survive. Full Eddie Brock, and Eddie Brock is wearing the tightest mom jeans <laughs> with the uh, a half shirt and a buzz cut mullet combination. Oh, yeah, yeah, it looks so so wonderful to have that revealed as a third panel. <laughs> other other highlights. He's a cool guy. Other highlights include um, a, a jogger being hit, nearly hit by a car while singing "Achy Breaky Heart" because I wasn't <laughs> absolutely positive what era this was coming from. You weren't sure it published in 93 or not. And then there's one scene of the one panel of the most articulate endangered civilian just tossed. And the whole side panel's like, 
the civilian yelling, No! I'm flying right towards that window! (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we can see that. And that's such an articulate thing to say while flying at full speed towards the window. Yeah, people make fun of 60s comics, but... That shit was there up until the 9-0s. Yeah, to take you back to the time, it was such a big deal, like... I started reading Spider-Man when he had his 30th anniversary in 92, mm-hmm. right before the 365. My first real Spider-Man comics I bought for myself were the Carnage mm. uh, storyline from 361 to 363. And so it was Venom heavy. And then this was the return of Venom mm-hmm. in 374 and 375, which would then g- immediately segue into the Lethal Protector series. And so I was... So stoked for the Lethal Protector, and then the cover was this red foil. Cover. Covers are great; it's an amazing cover. And I just talked myself into liking it. But I also I like Spider Man too much, so I was happy. I think they knew that too. That they're like he's in every it's a, issue. Yeah, it's a Venom comic that Spider Man guest stars in every single. Issue. And I love the idea of that is that Peter Parker flew. I'm going to use my. Of course, he says this out loud. I'll use my press contacts to get to San Francisco <laughs> to see what Eddie Brock is up to. <laughs> you just buy it. So you went, you it. flew as Peter Parker to San Francisco, and then publicly stay in San Francisco mm-hmm. as Spider Man. Spider Man shows up. Ah. What's Spider Man doing in San Francisco? That's weird. Do you think your press contacts may put something together? It's <laughs> true. We also can't get to San Francisco because there aren't buildings in the middle of the country that he has to attach his webs to. If the game's taught me anything, that's how he... That was how I was introduced to the geography of San Francisco that I still (laughs) thought about when I first moved here. There's a scene where Spider-Man is searching the city for Brock Mm -hmm. and he's sticking to the side of a wall and he's like, God, it's so hilly here. And I was like, oh, I'll remember this. San Francisco has hills. And it it does. There's a couple of super accurate panels, but the idea of Spider-Man like trying to fly through... Soar through San Francisco while <laughs> attaching his webbing to two-story Victorian <laughs> for yes. like eight blocks. Like it's the slowest thing. Like please look away. No, don't throw rocks at me, please. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is true. He could no momentum. There, there's some in downtown he could swing to, but not a lot of skyscrapers. Yeah. I, they made it sound like uh, underneath the hate in this comic is a uh, um, in the 1906 earthquake, part of San Francisco fell underneath. Uh, mm-hmm. Fell under underground, and all the homeless population has moved in these perfectly immaculate buildings <laughs> that have fallen underground since 1906. But there's a gold deposit there, and an evil realtor wants to get at it. Yeah, it was also funny back then that um, Venom always had limited series, but mm-hmm. there would never be a break between issues. So really, it was just. But they kept wanting to give it a new number one oh, over okay. and over, a new foil cover number one over and over again. To get people excited for it. So it's like, yeah, number one, again, a Venom trial by fire. I, I also enjoyed at the end of every issue, is like a very blatant tease, like, don't worry, Spider-Man will be there too. <laughs> <laughs> and Spider-Man will be there to make sure Venom sticks to his word. Or... <laughs> Sorry, that was a sexy Spider-Man <laughs> jingle. The Spider-Man didn't appear in many of the later miniseries. He's just yeah, but in that, that one, one. He's very prominently featured. He's he's half the. Well, I mean, it's just it is a spy. It's done by the amazing Spider-Man team. It's Bagley Michelin, the writer David Michelin, and the artist Mark Bagley. They were the amazing Spider-Man team at the time. I should I should say I did that all in the midst of like I appeared for one second before like Elson's eyes like chased me off the show. 
because uh, I had a fever of like 102. Oh, yeah. I don't. I think I passed out during your conversation. I don't know what I looked Batman. like there. Uh, yeah, the Batman stuff. But Batman. I, I, that, I had to edit this show in, uh-huh. with a 102 degree fever and then go to my previously arranged plants of Tahoe. Yes. And I went on a hike thinking, I'm better and I very much was not. So I was in a house of 17 people partying it up, hiding away in a room, reading Venom, Lethal Protector, <laughs> wow. where no one wanted to room with me because <laughs> of my fever. <laughs> David? Uh, I read The Walking Dead 120, which uh, it just came out the day that we recorded this. Mm. Um, <clears throat> it's, okay, it's halfway through the uh, All, All Out War. War. Uh, and I, the last time I was on, I... I Kind of, uh, I threw some shade at the last issue because I didn't like the way it ended. It kind of seemed like a, a meaningless move that Negan did, uh, but it turns out that it 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 wasn't like just a thing they they can quickly mm-hmm. you know fix. Uh, fix. Like it, it reminded me of uh, the issue before someone died with the governor where someone was being held hostage. I don't know why I'm trying to be so like non-spoilery uh-huh. about something that happened like years ago. It's also happened in the TV show. I yeah. Guess, at this point. Wait, Although no. I don't know if that Wait, happened. No, no, no. That guy's still alive. The, oh, well, what Dave was talking about with the governor, I think, is happening. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I saw a toy of the governor somewhere he's like, who the f- <laughs> who wants to own the toy of the governor? Yeah. <laughs> I've started to realize that I'm like, between like the he way looks, I look now, with not caring about my like my appearance great, and like shorter hair, mm-hmm. I kind of look like the TV show version of the governor. Oh, if nice. I put on an eye patch, so you, and I'm like, I think people find him attractive, but I can't tell because it's also like he he only gets women, I think, via fear. The so, same as you. Yeah, but I don't like to broadcast that. A lot of threats. A lot of threats when you date Dave Rudden. Uh, but then, uh, <laughs> one twenty. Uh, it, it's it. There's a lot of uh, combat in it, mm-hmm. and I mean, at least it's escalating it, it, to all yeah, that war. It's promise. Yeah, there is the war part, which is cool, but uh, like true to Walking Dead form, it's like I can't tell if anyone really important really died in this mm-hmm. issue. It's mm-hmm. like a bunch of people were seriously injured, but I can't tell if it has. Kirkman plays so fast and loose with that stuff that he's like yeah. somebody he'll he'll end an issue with this guy's definitely dead. Then next issue. Oh, no, no. He, he's good. He's it's good. not that it, this guy's definitely dead. It's that some of the people he ends up killing are people I think he thinks I care a lot about. That because too. he introduced this, oh, white guy number 17 yeah. who got a name two <laughs> years ago. Mm-hmm. That's and we haven't heard from since. I don't, I don't remember who he was. Yeah. I don't. Who is this guy? So the, on, the only people that I, like, I would say have a higher than 50% chance of being dead mm-hmm. in this issue are people that I like barely know and they've been around since like probably uh, like 105 The stragglers they picked up right before heading into the yeah like Abraham and- yeah well that's the it, the whole thing with this makes me wonder how long they can keep it going now that it just like what do you say yeah, it, like he wants to go to five he was saying like 400 or 300 okay. or something but mm-hmm. like that it is just the cycle, the yeah. cycle for the characters of just like this, that you do start also feeling like, oh, is Rick invincible? If they don't kill Rick soon, yeah. like, I wonder if that'll be... I do want that That should chat. be the topper for All Out War, that Rick is dead <laughs> at the end. What? Yeah, I mean, they, they could... Carl! Fucking... 
Grim sent sent via a net uh, had tweeted something about like dad jokes courtesy of of Rick on the Walking Dead TV show. It was like the funniest pictures I've ever seen. I've, yeah, I stopped watching the show. I do wonder how they're going to do on the in the comic. Mm-hmm. They can yeah. age normally, but mm-hmm. that kid Carl, like oh, on the show, the show, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the like only weeks pass in between episodes. But the kid, well, they can plays I Carl. Think between seasons, they can go from my awful, from my awful adult perspective. It feels like there is a new season premiere trailer for the Walking Dead TV show every two hours. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not watching the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm not watching that. Nah, I'm good. But I'm I, good. I love the, I do love the comic, and I love that it's time to start talking about how long do we want to see this go on. Mm-hmm. And I realize I'm no matter how I am a little over the All Out War saga, yeah. and it just I didn't know you. I think you told me last time you were on it like this is going to be throughout the year. Yeah, they said they're halfway done, so I think it's six more issues. And part of that is because I read mo- like almost all of it through that compendium, that giant compendium, yeah. mm-hmm. and I got to experience when you entire hit the arcs. Yeah. Well, I, not not that it's hit a wall. It's just I don't. Did they spend a year at the prison? They spent almost two years, really. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it just I sort of want to see them. I think they are too comfortable. Mm-hmm. And what I love about uh, Walking Dead and is the opposite of what I think people think claim you read entertainment for for escapism. Adventure. No, I want to see the work. I want to see humanity destroy itself through methods I can't perceive. Yeah, everything needs to go bad for these group of people in different ways all the time. And when they get too comfortable and complacent, I get bored. Yeah, but you've got to rebuild. If the worst thing happened to them every single issue, then it wouldn't matter anymore. So he's got to. Yes, that's why they got to feel safe. For one of my favorite things they did in the in that situation mm-hmm. is. So, like, they spend about six to ten issues in the prison just getting used to it. Mm-hmm. Then they go in another direction, and and they get captured by the governor, and they experience the governor's town. Mm-hmm. And then they come back, and then they have another six issues of just, like, relaxing, and they left the governor maybe dead, maybe not. Yeah. And then the this is the six-issue collection of that one of them just rebuilding around the prison ends with... Like, Rick just turns his head slightly. Like, he's in the middle of a normal conversation. Turns his head. And then you see what he, he's shocked. And then the last page is you seeing what he sees, which is the governor in a tank shouting, kill everyone. <laughs> that, was such, that was so great. That was so, so good. good. I feel like I've been chasing that dragon. Mm-hmm. Every, that kind of feeling <laughs> ever since then. And, yeah. and there, there is something. It's interesting to think about that we do want to see bad things happen to this group of people. Yeah. At this point. yeah, it's been established. We it, and it gets weird. There was a very that very weird, but pre Negan, we're like, this is way too comfortable. Mm-hmm. There's an even more safe place on the hilltop. Yep. <laughs> what? Why well, am that? Um, I feel like they they at least made it clear that like uh, the conversations Rick and uh, what Andrea is that who? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that she's basically saying to him like like no seriously we don't die. Me and you are clearly the survivors of this group. Yeah. We don't die. Let's just get used to that. Let's fuck because we're cl- we're clearly neither of us is gonna die. I don't know why I got so fucking turned on when you said that's it again. Hank. Let's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's all the music that's left in the Walking Dead world because <laughs> records o- that only can records play on arrive. A powerless Victrola. Yeah. What time are we at? Uh, thirty-seven. Mm, all right, then we should take a little break. Thirty-seven. 
And when we come back, we'll talk in a about row? we'll be talking about snowballing and all the other things. Uh, the clerks turned twenty years old this week, by the way. Yeah, wow, feel old, guys. Still uh, waiting on that second good Kevin Smith movie. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the break again of Cape Crisis, episode number 78. Boy, we're getting up there, getting up there. Another half a year and we'll be at 100, I suspect. But before we do that, uh, why don't we thank you guys for listening. I really do appreciate all you listeners out there. And if you'd like to help out the pals at lasertimepodcast.com, the site that hosts, the, hosts this podcast... There's a lot of ways you can do that. There's the PayPal button on the left side of the screen. You can do a direct donation to us to help uh, keep things going, whatever you can spare. Or beneath that, there's a link to a store for T-shirts. You could buy some T-shirts off the T-shirt store. And you know you'd have a cool T-shirt and you'd be supporting us. Or if you'd rather just buy stuff through Amazon, you can do that too. There are links on the right side of the page to anything at Amazon. You could buy what we're suggesting. Or just buy anything through that page, and a little bit of that money comes our way. And like I said, really helps keep things going here. Also, we have a band camp. You'll see a link to that on the on the site as well. A link to the Laser Time Bandcamp page where you can buy uh, commentary tracks we've done for several films and the first five episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So check those out. Also... Uh, if you're subscribing on iTunes, be sure to review us. I love seeing new reviews on the iTunes page, so please, 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 another five-star review would be great. It really helps the visibility of the show. And lastly, it's now time for the Hank's Corner Pick of the Week, where I pick out a comic book to suggest to you folks to read. This week's, well, you know what, why don't we go... Hmm, boy, well, we talk about Alan Moore versus Grant Morrison. I mentioned it a little earlier, Flex Mentello. It was a lost uh, classic of Grant's done with his frequent collaborator, Frank Quietly. It's one of my favorites. It's very offbeat and strange. Worth digging up and definitely not a ripoff of anything Alan Moore ever did. So check that out. A link to it will be on the page for this week's episode, which you'll find on LazerTimePodcast.com. Buy it through there and you'll get a little money our way, like I said. Anyway, back to the rest of the show. Welcome back, guys. You know, in defense of Chasing Amy, Dave, <laughs> uh, that it did introduce many people to the idea of the inker. Mm-hmm. People didn't understand what even an inking is. Like, that people people still think that Stan Lee drew every comic book he had his name on. I did. I drew everything. No, he, did, <laughs> he, he wouldn't take credit. I didn't use my own hands, but I used <laughs> my Did brain. I ever tell you about the time I dated a lesbian? <laughs> So yeah, like yeah, people just go like, she so you're a idiosyncratic routine. <laughs> but yeah, they're like, oh, so you're fucking tracer? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I add character. Yeah. To I was, I was kidding. I, I enjoy much of Kevin Smith. Telling you, Red, Red State, 
Red State will be hard for anybody to talk shit about. People yeah. didn't bother to watch it. Watch Red State. You know, I remember great. after Chasing Amy came out that he tried to pretend like he put some level of stuff to it where he's like, yeah. oh, I was, when I dated Joey Lauren Adams, I just had a problem with the fact that she. Fucked a lot of guys. That, well, no, that she had been to Europe and I hadn't. And I was like, no, she was a lesbian. Like, that was your problem. Like, mm. she had been, or you thought she was a lesbian. Your problem was the exact problem the character who looks just like you if he was thinner <laughs> has. <laughs> like, that's, it, it was way Alzian in how. It was, and that's, my, I, I, I hate it when people disparage all those movies because I had so much fun with them as a little kid, and, 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 and nobody makes movies like that anymore. Mm-hmm. I guess they're a They can't. YouTube is. Serve that purpose a little bit for self-referential. Uh-huh. But, but it, was, it was awesome having a movie that took place in all its own universe where people just talked about shit I liked. Yeah, the when it was like auteurs like Ed Burns just talking to themselves and like Ugh, fuck that. You. And that is actually the excruciating shit. Uh-huh. Ed Burns uh, movies from the nineties, like yeah, just so many like those that. are the it's unwatchable like, movies. Some yeah. Ethan Hawke, though I do like the Linklater ones with the conflicted hitman like, in the nineties is way less watchable. <laughs> well, thanks to well, yeah, because of Tarantino, how many scenes are just oh well? Let's have uh, people talk about things in a diner. Like no, fuck you! I'm tired of diner talk. So I was watching the Home and Garden Network. You dig? <laughs> Did you ever notice that that one song's <laughs> really about this? Though I watched Re- I watched Reservoir Dogs again this weekend for the first time in a while. I am Fargo. I was like, "Fuck, these are still so good. Mm-hmm. They really are." While, while we're shit. on a mid '90s uh, semi-indie <laughs> movie kick, I just read uh, on Grantland. Mm-hmm. Um, not the thing that no, I, did well, last I wasn't week. even gonna reference that. Yeah. Uh, no, they they actually posted an oral history of Swingers, the movie, Whoa, which nice. was really good. Like I like that movie a bit, yeah. but yeah, it was really I'm comprehensive. Afraid to revisit it, but it's I, well, I, love I it. watched I think, it kind of recently. I think I it's it. not that bad. Yeah, it's still good. I think yeah, I probably like two years ago it was on Netflix, and I'm like, I'm hungover and I'm lazy, and this is the most familiar thing to me. Mm-hmm. I'll watch it, and uh, yeah, like I went through the whole thing. Which is like but you think of all the dudes it inspired, and yeah, like that's, all the guys who are like this. All right, this is my character when I go out to clubs. Man. Like they 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 touch on that, and they like they touch on how like bootstrap that was. Like it was almost mm. Clerks level, like <laughs> low budget. It's mm. like it was like two hundred thousand dollars. They filmed it using uh, I forget what the term is like short strips. It's like when when oh what was left over from making a film. Yeah, so like. Uh, wow. Like the film canisters that nobody wants. It was mostly Twister. So like <laughs> the last 100 feet of film from like a Twister reel that they couldn't use mm-hmm. for Twister, they bought. But then that meant that they had to make their scenes like under 60 seconds. Like it had to start and end and cut in Man, 60 even seconds. Oh, I was still alive. That was still a fucking factor. But now it's yeah. still like wow. it's when I went to Las Vegas recently. I still had thoughts of like, uh, boy, I hope I don't have a. I feel like. I'm one of those swingers jokes. Or I also just look around and be like, Ugh, all these fuckers you think they're in swingers. You're or very money. <laughs> You're some money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's more like, fuck yeah, dude. Shut up, fag. We're <laughs> fucking swingers here, man. Money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some, some cool tidbits. Um, Boy, we're talking four- about how it took him four hours to get the Wayne Gretzky bleeding. 
<laughs> just to play through it. The, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Wow, I, that's, that's plight I can understand as a content producer. <laughs> well, so let's talk about some news. I, I had some news, Hank. It, what? It, it was making you a joke fucking... earlier that we had taught we would we only talk about Marvel casting. That's right. I have the Marvel casting news. What? That uh, Stan the Lee is back. Stan Lee is not in Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, not definitely gonna tweet about this. But we love his cameos in his movies. <laughs> Shit, why did that feels? That <laughs> uh, which one was that? Is that this one? They seem to enjoy my cameos in the movies, and this take. <laughs> uh, I hope really. Yeah, and the, the reasoning he gave is because I didn't write Guardians of the Galaxy. Never touched it. I don't even know who they are. Well, I don't know who's honest about that, but yeah, they were there. This is one of the first seven. Well, Blade, but he wasn't Mm -hmm. he in Blade? Don't know. Don't care. He wasn't. Look, Blade One's not bad. It is exactly the thing you were talking about in the previous Mm -hmm. section. Was a pre Underworld world. Yeah, (laughs) it it was, but except with Donald Loge. Triple (laughs) H was in the third one. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, (laughs) I, I heard the second one was. Grotesquely inspired by WWE. Really? Uh, Several recall. scenes are like take place almost literally in a squared circle, <laughs> and involve DDTs and those kind of moves. Yeah, I don't recall. Which is why recall. people said it sucked. I I only remember one, and then what I've read about three, <laughs> and that uh, that Wesley Snipes is an insufferable human being. <laughs> and, but anyway, there was some news mm. about uh, comic books about DC. It was very surprising to me that they... It's a little weird. They canceled, so... They've, they've said that there's going to be some big changes post-Forever Evil, mm-hmm. which, not coincidentally, is the third anniversary of the New 52, or the beginning of the third year wow, of the New 52. Wow, that long? So, yeah. Wow. Like, it got started in Sept... Uh, well... 2011. I guess... 2011. Well, it'd be... Well, be a three... Two, wow. month, two years and six months. Because that'll be it'll be the thirtieth issue of a bunch of comics that are getting canceled. So we still don't know what. Other than that, we know the Justice League will be led by Lex Luthor, Mm -hmm. and on that team will be Captain Cold. Did they confirm that he would be leading it? He is on the center of the cover. Writing is it John? It's still John's. He says, "I bet he thinks he's going to be leading it." Well, it seems weird to me that like Batman and is still on, and not Wonder Woman, but mm. Batman is still on the team. I was like, I don't care what version of Lex Luthor this is, <laughs> Batman does not work for that guy. Like, though this is his new, I think this is the his new thing now. Johns did that. He first he fixed the Flash, he fixed Aquaman, Hawkman, and I also like made Flash. Sinestro a hero who can star in his own comic book. And and Flash's uh, was it John's who? Yeah, and his rogues gallery. He started the new Flash. Yeah, he made Captain Cold a wonderfully sympathetic villain. They did all that. That now his thing is, I'm going to make Lex Luthor a superhero, a good guy. Mm -hmm. So that's his thing right now. But so yeah, here are the comics that are getting canceled. It's it's. I think the most major titles that have been done yet. It's Nightwing. That's crazy. Sounds like how long has Nightwing been going on? Well, they're they're at issue thirty. These, I think, no, most... but in general, like Nightwing has been. Oh, he's had his own comics for over twenty years, thirty years. Yeah, like 
that's that's what I find most bizarre about these mm-hmm. titles being canceled are things that like even as a casual observer are synonymous with DC as a brand. Well, some of them make make you think, well, they're just going to be relaunched for number one the next month, but you never know. But yeah, Nightwing, Suicide Squad, uh, and Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Wow. But the biggest ones to me are Justice League of America, which was mm-hmm. supposed to be their second most important Justice League book, which is being replaced with a different Justice League book, like. It seems redundant to me. Like Justice League of America is not one you cancel at issue fourteen. It's it's a big deal book, mm. but clearly Johns didn't want to write it anymore. And then Superman Unchained, Superman Unchained, which ends in issue nine. Which I'm like, well, this was just a fucking limited series. Like it was pitched, <laughs> it was pitched as the newest Superman mm. ongoing, written by Scott Snyder and drawn by Jim Lee. You know, but if and it I was, myself, they would have chose a better name than Unchained. It's not a great name, but... It sounds like a new video game. But I was sure... Really was capitalizing sh- on the uh, Django Unchained yeah. phenomenon <laughs> from... I was sure that when Jim Lee left, that Scott Snyder would still be writing it. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a major guy. And But I think it was just a Superman book that didn't really catch on. And well, I asked Elston about it. He's like, yeah, they introduced aliens, and I walked the fuck away. Like, <laughs> briskly. Oh, a new group of aliens. A new group that, of aliens. I hate when that happens, I feel like, in almost mm-hmm. every Superman comic. It's so boring. Yeah. I don't like it. And I also don't like that. I meant to check it out, but that first issue was always so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and then the... Um, I also read a funny thing that in the comics, uh, Superman and Wonder Woman's uh, relationship got outed mm-hmm. recently, and then everybody knows they're together. And there was a funny scene. Was a, a mystery? Yeah, well, nobody knew about it. And so now everybody is talking about it. Mm. And so when the other superheroes comes out. Oh, in, in, the, in the story. In the comic, yes. Okay, sorry. Within the story, mm. the other superheroes are finding out. Diegetically. And the rest of the world is finding out, too. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, uh, one of the funniest bits to me, just for the continuity of it, is Green Lantern... When he finds out, he says to Flash, like, man, Superman has no respect for dibs. And then uh, he's pointing out that he called dibs. And then this article where I read it said, like, did he? And then they go back to the first appearance of Wonder Woman. When Wonder Woman meets the Justice League in the first Justice League storyline, the first thing Greenland says after seeing her is dibs. In, in the... In the relaunch? In, in the, the relaunch, in the yeah, first storyline, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is accurate. It does hate. make uh, Hal Jordan into kind of a pig. <laughs> and it also made me wish, speaking of casting news, so The Rock has said... But that does happen to me once. A friend of mine called dibs on a girl mm-hmm. in front of me that I was talking to, and I'm like, dibs? Fuck you, yeah. dibs. She's so, a person. She's, fuck, not, yeah, she's a person. She's not a sandwich. You don't yeah. do that. And so I hooked up with her, and he got very mad at me. Long story short, they're married. <laughs> and I'm an asshole, and now they, they kind of hate me. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On like their rings <laughs> are, are inscribed dibs. Yes, and they connect them together whenever I walk by. It does seem like me. dibs worked in that case. <laughs> yes. Well, I have never heard of that happening. Yeah. yeah that well, actually, happened. there was this weird... Uh, did you guys watch The L Word? Boy, mm-hmm. did I... Not! (laughs) (laughs) Well, so on the L word, they have this thing called the chart where they're connecting, like, who fucked who and how everyone's kind of connected, at least in their small lesbian community. Uh And my friends, who were all straight, did this uh, back in Florida. Mm -hmm. 
And but it was like, yeah, we've kind of like several of them just traded around girlfriends, kind of just like, oh, not. But they there seemed to be no malice. And then and one of the guys even married one, like two of those guys married two of the girls that had been with two of their other friends in a long term relationship first. Like, that's that sums up Florida to me. Oh, a very I, small group. I did have the most sexist dream I think I ever had Uh-oh. while having this fever. Well, in Tahoe. There was a group of lesbians staying in the house. Okay, one of which was gorgeous, yeah. <laughs> and 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 just like wow. And uh, I had a dream about her that very night. Um, and I'm guess because I don't have a lot of methods of getting the poison out with all these people around. <laughs> she's in the dream, and and it's hard to get the poison out when you're sick. Also, yes, <laughs> I mean you can, but it's not enjoyable. No, I actually stopped doing it when I was a little kid. Because I noticed whenever I did it, my fever would go away and I'd have to go back to school. <laughs> and, so right, I, anyway. I saw, and, and I had it. She's there and she's like, fuck, dude. Oh, big boy. I don't go for your kind. Unless, <laughs> and she flips open a magazine, you look like this. Have a swimmer's body. <laughs> and I'm like, did my brain subconsciously tell me that all lesbians... <laughs> will drop their love of females mm. if I start swimming and get muscles. If Kevin Smith has what, taught do, us anything. Do all my dreams present themselves as Popeye cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that is... That was one of, the dumbest, one of my least favorite Spike Lee films, though I kind of stopped watching him after She Hate Me. Is She Hate Me? Mm-hmm. Because it's just so it's just so mixed up he doesn't know what he's saying mm-hmm. and there's moments of like oh this is actually pretty neat what he, like he has a the main character is working on an AIDS, what's supposed to be an AIDS vaccine mm-hmm. and he makes an important statement of just like Ooh. well when they make the AIDS vaccine how much are you going to charge for it and you know it's it's neat questions like that and then it's also talking about this untold story of or this story lost to history of the security guard who caught the people in Watergate, who was this poor black man who mm-hmm. who just gets completely forgotten in this in that giant power play. And so that's cool. Then uh, the other half of the film is about him impregnating lesbians. That his what? first wife went les and left him for a lady, and now they're both like, hey, we want to have a kid, and we'd like you to be the donor. And they're like... Uh, artificial, artificial insemination and then it becomes a porno really because she says well artificial insemination doesn't work with this so you know let's just have it the old fashioned way and then they just fuck and she seems to be enjoying it and then she then introduces him to her other lesbian friends who then have sex with him and also seem to be enjoying it even though they're just doing it to get pregnant and I was like well, these lesbians sure seem to be enjoying having sex with a this man. This, <laughs> this doesn't. This seems to all. I can. I can understand if a couple of them. They if there were at least lines where they said like, "Well, See, I'm more fluid thing. or whatever." She's probably just fantasizing about like graduation. Yeah. And <laughs> See, here's the thing: we're not sure which one of us wants to get pregnant. So do us both. Do that. Yeah, I know. It's that's. I'm the, gonna climb on top of her and put my butt on her butt, <laughs> and you switch out. Also, just a couple of the I'm one. Lesbian. I'm a Lindsay Lohan robot chicken. 
Yeah, and then also, but on top of that, among those lesbians, one is played by Bai Ling in a, let's say, not sensitive Asian character. She's not good at that, no. No, she's, yeah. But maybe she really is like that. I mean, that is, I think that is just Bai Ling. I think she's that bad of an actress. That is who she is. A shitty liberal, then. And then, secondly, (laughs) uh, and then the other one is just a, a very, like, what are we talking? Ups, uh, Jewish stereotype. Like, uh, I should, shouldn't talk- have gone off for Jewish stereotype. I really, you know, we really did go off topic there. I'm sorry. Anyway, last thing is that The Rock says he's going to be in a DC movie, but he won't say what. Yeah, I did. I thought I remember hearing he, about that too. Honestly, if they do a Justice League, when they do a Justice League movie, mm-hmm. Green Lantern is John Stewart. That's who it's... And I, don't giggle. I'm talking about the black man, John Stewart. No, no because it really should be that John Stewart. Like, he's more interesting than Hal, and I know they put him in the Justice League cartoon partially just to be like, yeah, this isn't white. Dig. This isn't the white guy squad. Sound like a minor villain, black dynamite. So they have to do that again in... I mean, it would serve that purpose again in the Justice League movie, just to have like one person of color in there, and he'd be an Islander. But he also, yeah, he he covers <laughs> a lot of bases. Is Ryan Reynolds really persona non grata when it comes to like? Yeah, well, I should I think so. Like, I thought the movie did all right financially. No, Keep meaning no. to watch it again, but there's something. It was okay. I don't. I I, like we all came on a podcast and like we enjoyed it. And then it's the only time when like people have gotten onto us and Twitter like, I love you guys. I love the things you recommend. You are so wrong about the Green Lantern movie being good. <laughs> you are so wrong about that. And I'm so horrified that they're right. I, I, I bought I've it on Blu-ray. I can't it. watch it. Well, when did it come out? Like four years ago now? I, dude, we've been doing this a while. Yeah. I know it has unlockable Arkham City uh, <laughs> content. Oh, that's right. right. Well, if it's Arkham City, that's 2011. Arkham Asylum, maybe. I don't know. No, it was City. I remember. Mm. It's where the Hollywood couple of the ages, Blake Lively and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, have met. So. <laughs> That's true. Just yeah. like Daredevil, that brought together people. I don't hate Ryan Reynolds. I hate a lot of the movies he chooses. I think he's great. I think he's the worst thing that ever happened to Deadpool or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. But he wasn't a bad. He wasn't a bad Green Lantern. No. So I, I, man, I want to. I feel like why don't we hate the Green Lantern movie? Hey. Um, I'm I am afraid to watch again because I think we will. Nah, premium commentary. Oh yeah! Stop it! Find out. I'm not doing that anymore. Find out how we feel about the Green Lantern mm-hmm. when you buy the commentary. If we we have to make a pact to never talk about it on the regular <laughs> on this show. We gotta, if we ever talk about Green Lantern, we just have to say buy the commentary, and you'll find out. God, we should it. All right, so I guess we should go to last week's question of the week. Sure. I think I think it's time, guys. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it crashed on my Windows phone and on the page I had open. What was the question, anyway? Well, it was, and maybe we could let uh, Dave answer this one for himself. Who would... Oh, yeah, you didn't get the answer either, Chris. I didn't. Okay, so, Alan Moore, final interview. Crazy stuff. Did you eat... Did either of you guys read it? No, I didn't read it. I... It is 10,000 words long. Like, it is really long. But it's all his interviews are whenever he bothers to sit down one on one with somebody. And he says this is the last one, which is why he gave very detailed responses. And I almost feel like one sixth of his interview is a screed against Grant Morrison, who I didn't even know he hated him. 
Man, I was I, not paying dude, attention. Dude, I was having like a fever dream, and I think I'm remembering you guys talking about. You that. talked about it. I, I was passed out with a fever in the other room. Yes. Crisis <laughs> last week. Well, so long story short, Al Moore at the end details why he hates Graham Morrison, and he says that. Now that I've made it very clear, because he said that he didn't talk about this for a very long time because he didn't want to even say Graham Morrison's name in public, mm-hmm. that he said, if you read Grant Morrison comics, please stop reading mine because I'd hate to think my audience has people with such poor judgment. Jesus. Wow. And so then I put it to you that I put it to the audience. Mm-hmm. If you could only read one of them and by making this choice... All your previous memories of those comics Whoa. would be erased as well. Which would you choose, Alan Moore or Grant Morrison? Well, should the context... Like, why does he think that Grant Morrison's comic... Grant Morrison... Like, it, Alan Moore says that Grant Morrison is a total sycophant that has never had an original idea in his life and that has ripped off everything from Alan Moore, which I do not agree with. And he also says that Grant Morrison is ha, never cultivated a talent or voice of his own, which I also completely disagree with. Mm-hmm. But Almore said it in a very funny way. All right, and, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Keep keep going. With no, that. that's, it. that's uh, it. My answer is simple. Just like looking at the <laughs> list, and I'm literally just looking at the uh, notable works part of their Wikipedia profiles. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So uh, you can take this choice to the bank. Alan Moore is just the stuff that he's written. You write Swamp it, Thing. Yes, <laughs> but no, like Watchmen and. Uh, Killing Joke, V for Vendetta, like that stuff. Mm. You cannot. It's such cult- cultural touchstones that you can't. He has more essential. And it's, se- yeah. it's selfish of me, but it's like I can't. It feels like what you're asking me as a connoisseur of this little medium is that it would have to go away. Like it would. What would happen mm. if Watchmen didn't exist? Is where my brain is going. Yeah. Well, you know it exists, but you could never read it. <sighs> Man, that's such a tough question. Mm-hmm. I because I, 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 okay you're right because I need it to exist yeah it has to exist it has to exist for the for that change comics work. for the superhero comics especially for the fucking better yeah but you but you will know mm-hmm. that you did read it once but you don't remember it and you can't read oh, it and then it's like everything else <laughs> all right <laughs> uh, uh, well I'll tell you that my answer back then was uh, last week was just that completely divorced from the kind of old cranky jerk that mm-hmm. uh, I said it jerk mm-hmm. uh, old crank that uh, Alan Moore has become wow. divorced from that and he is such an old crank now but I don't care like I, his work I think Grant Morrison has done so many great comic like mm-hmm. Animal Man Invisibles Doom Patrol mm-hmm. his JLA run All Star Superman mm-hmm. Alan Moore has not written a better Superman story than All Star Superman and Alan Moore wrote some essential Superman comics yes Despite that, All-Star is the best Superman comic. Graham Morrison has done so much great work, but not better than Alan Moore's total library to me. <sighs> it's not just Watchmen, Killing Joke, Swamp Thing, God. V for Vendetta. and like You could stop in 1990 with his work, and that's essential enough. Mm-hmm. But you guys, not, you guys might not have read the I America's Best Comics Prometheus. stuff he did. Promethea. Uh, Promethea, top ten... And Tom oh, Strong and Leave Extraordinary Gentlemen mm. are so great. Mm. Yes, they have too many scenes where a young woman is threatened with sexual violence. So, but, uh, why does that make it a bad story? It's just an overdone trope. I think if every even back then, in his overall, I would say 
literally 40 Sorry. to 50% of his comics would have this in Giving it. you crap. It would be the same if if he had a naked blue guy in every mm-hmm. co- in 40% of his comics. I'd be like, what's his obsession with naked blue guys? Why does <laughs> this keep showing up? So when 40% of the comics of his that I've read mm-hmm. have at least have one scene in the storyline, at least one, and, this, and some had more, and have pivotal people? scenes that... Pivotal, very important scenes that depend on a woman... Uh, an attempted rape or beating, then it makes you go like, why does this keep happening? You know, Watchmen. Yeah, Cloud Atlas. Watchmen does it. Uh, I'll just go over the ones that oh. I've, Watchmen, Killing <laughs> Joke, quite... V for Vendetta, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, Volume Two, Volume Three, Promethea. Is a question here? Yeah, I okay, you, I you didn't you. get to reply. I, what I don't your... want to reply. I want to read other people's replies. Well, all right. Then I, I'm too scared to reply. Has Grant Morrison issued like a, a, a I had, reply? He had a much better rebuttal. Alan Moore sounded very befuddled and angry, and like he was saying, he sounds like such a grump. It's just so sad that he's he's supposed to be an anarchist, and he is he he promotes anarchy in a lot of ways. But that he says but that, he sounds like the old uh, guy who won't leave his trailer during a hurricane. <laughs> yeah, or just all these. Like, say, a rock musician of the 70s who was very important then. He's just like, hip-hop is just talking over someone else's song. <laughs> I did that. Everybody's ripping me off. I was the... Or like Little Richard saying, I played the first rock and roll song. These Beatles are ripping me off. Fuck those guys. Like, same deal with Alan Moore just saying, why can't these people... If there's so talented writers right now, or so many talented comic creators now, why are they still ripping off what I did 25 years ago? Like, yeah, they are doing that in Before Watchmen. You you know there are other comics currently being published, Alan Moore, don't you? Don't you? Here's here's my sad answer, and I mean no offense to Grant Morrison, for fuck's sake. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Alan Moore, obviously, but I, I'm try- I don't think I've read anything of, of Grant Morrison that he's created. He's created some stellar versions of established characters. Invisibles? Didn't you read Invisibles? I did, actually. I loved Invisibles. That was his original stuff. But it doesn't... That alone it does, doesn't stack yeah, up I know to what... Mean. Hey, we got, some, we got some good Superman offshoot Elseworlds stories out of... It doesn't equate I to Watchmen and Swamp Thing. And fuck you. I had a lot of anti-V for Vendetta people here. Love V for Vendetta. Sorry, yeah. Look, from the hell, movie, like the movie a, is not. Oh yeah, from Hell. I love I, the movie. I love the comic from Hell, but that's another one where it's like Alan Moore could pick whatever topic, historical topic, he mm-hmm. wants to write about. So why did he pick the one about the guy who brutally murders sex workers? I think it's it, out of any out of all had things. This conversation why is this with uh, a woman <laughs> around Sin City, but like. It was also during a retaliatory time in the comics industry where people were finally able to talk about things that they were forbidden from talking about for yeah. a long time. And that was just one of the taboos that was broken. If you put it on a list of taboos... It was about breaking taboos. In yes, a way. if you I put it on a list that. of taboos, it's, it's, it's not even up there with like the worst thing that could happen. There's fucking genocide in Watchmen, for fuck's sake. Yeah, let, all right, let's, let's... Anyway, I really didn't want to get on that. Sorry. Topic, right? Uh uh, Super Giraffe is the first supplier, and I like to always go with the first supplier. And that he's with me. All Star Superman is probably my favorite superhero comic, so I'm going with Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, that's not the way I picked, but he definitely agrees with me that All Star Superman is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then also, White Steve Harvey, a good old favorite, <laughs> said, 
I absolutely love Elmore's story for the man who has everything. It's a story that made me like Superman. Kind of seems like a dick move on Moore's part, uh, saying that about Morrison, but I like Alan Moore's work a lot. Uh, Chama Hizzle, I got to talk to you, brother. Uh, This is tough. Both have written amazing, incredible comics, but they've also both created some really awful stuff, too. I suppose uh, I'd give the creative edge to Moore, but the personality edge to Morrison. At least he doesn't talk down to modern comic fans and make them feel like idiots for supporting and loving the medium. Good fucking point, John. J.J. Sterling 9 wrote... uh, No, just Sterling. That's a G, not a 9. He writes uh, the same thing. I'm not the kind of person that separates a man from his work. If I was, I would pick more. But since he seems to have an active and passionate hate for the comic industry as a whole, I can't defend him. I'm jumping to Awkward Loser because I love uh, her selective use of caps here because I know she's fucking mad. Alan Moore is trash. Whoa. All his books are overrated because of him. Uh, we have Rorschach fans and people who think V for Vendetta is inspirational. Uh, <laughs> second dude writes comic books. I love comic books and don't like novels, uh, but the world's worst novelist has more to brag about than the world's greatest comic writer. And um, I have no problem with sexual assault as a plot device uh, if used well. For example, Identity Crisis is a fantastic story. However, I don't really agree with when you have a when you have a boy get raped to the point where he becomes <laughs> Miracle Man and kills his rapist, uh, when you have the comedian try to rape Silk Silk Specter, um, <clears throat> fail, then later succeed in raping her, impregnated her, yet uh, yet have her uh, in love with him, and then have freaking Mister Hyde literally rape the Invisible Man to death. Yep. Uh, you are a bona fide psycho. <laughs> Who's the poor bastard who keeps making them draw these moments? Uh, uh, Grant Morrison's work is weird and crazy, but comics should be that uh, should be that. It's why that's why I read them. Uh, Grant can miss widely, but at least he goes for it. Having Alan Moore's work and his fans erased from my mind would make me a happier person. <laughs> Jesus, awkward loser! Damn, you that, really are an awkward loser. That was good. That was a great <laughs> response and. Uh, a bus full of nuns says the interesting thing is, if I had to pick, I'd say Grant Morrison, but I'd really just stay in my in the in the corner with my Neil Gaiman books. Oh, uh, Lord English says, coincidentally, I, I had just been reading a critical analysis of British com- the British comic book industry through the lens of the feud between Grant Morrison and Alan Moore. Yeah, I've, I and, started reading that. And it's he has a, a link book. to it, yeah. so check the forums for that. Thank you so much, Lord English. Lighthouse! Oh. <laughs> the Chris drop... It wasn't an e-cig this time. Uh, Chris Drop. Let's see here. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Look, Watchmen is a work of genius, and most of Al Moore's work, especially Swamp Thing, is great. However, he is a cranky pile of beard and bones with his best years behind him. And so that's why Michael Grimm is elite is going with Graham Morrison. Why does Slane Puddle attribute a quote that says, I'm going to rape to me? I know. Look, you say you say a lot of stuff, Chris. Yeah, fill like, air, baby. Like the perfect confluence of Michael Grimm is elite. Uh, forum picture is Ron Swanson, which yeah. all kind of makes sense. I feel like Grimm will grow up to be Ron Swanson in his forties. He will Probably. be a Ron Swanson. I can, I can, I, I don't want to, but I always imagine Grimm growing up rubbing a gun, <laughs> rubbing a gun. He's but a ironically, very liberal dude. Mm-hmm. Ironically. All right, but uh, uh, the second page would love, goddammit. 
You're fucking in. I'm sorry. I can I can read one. All right, read one. A rare Dave read. Uh, Winnipeg giggle. God, I picked the wrong one. Winnipeg giggle peg or something. I, I'm sorry if I got your name wrong. Winnipeg peggle peg. Winnipeg peggle peg. Peggle peg. Thanks for having a uh, tongue twister for a name. Uh, but he wrote, I enjoy both their seminal works, but have to go with Grant Morrison for sticking his head in a shino ballo. I kind of picked <laughs> it just for that. Also, <laughs> Alan Moore's facial hair makes him look like he has something ah, to hide. Ha! Good point. Wait, makes him look like what? Yeah, yes. something to hide. That's right. Well, it is funny that one of them is like completely shaved bald, like has a total, pretty much a hairless head, <sighs> and the other one is the hairiest man that he could be. A perfect diametric. I like villains. that commenter had the same amount of research put into his answer as I did to mine, which is <laughs> look at Wikipedia. What can I find out in twenty seconds on each page? Okay, here we go. Here's my answer. All right. Uh, I forgot about Grant Morrison's X Men. Let me pick out one more here. Boxing Marco. I'm going to have to side with Grant Morrison as much as I enjoyed Moore's older work. I have absolutely no interest in anything he's written in the last decade. It doesn't help that he's a bitter old man who is as delusional as Eric Cartman or Pierce. <laughs> I feel like there's no worse comparison to make. Like, yo, you're like Hawthorne Pierce. <laughs> Pierce Hawthorne. Uh, Boxing Marco says, I'm going to have to side with Grant Morrison. That's what I just said. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. My bad. Um, Sorry, I love Boxing Marco. Punk James says uh, people love to, to talk about how Alan Moore wrote the best Superman story of all time, uh, but I will take All-Star Superman any day. It is a much more optimistic series. It doesn't hurt that Morrison yeah. isn't ashamed of what he does. He knows what he writes. Uh, funny. He knows, he knows that he writes funny books if Alan Moore wants to talk about how he hasn't read any comic books since the last time he wrote one because they're all shit, then fine. Surprise us by writing an amazing novel with no pictures. Mm-hmm. Boom! Yes. Good point, yeah. Punk James. He has written a couple novels. I haven't read them, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. All right. So it would sound like most people are turned off by a good contingent of our replies were turned off by Moore's shittiness. We'd like to say for people, if you actually act, people on the internet, if most people on the internet act like the way they respond on the internet, mm-hmm. you are Alan Moore, and <laughs> therefore your entire body of work, your legacy is unlikable. It's an interesting notion. Think about Stop it, being guys. shitheads. All right, so this week's question of the week. Well, I hate to go back to casting stuff, but we've got The Rock to talk about. The Rock. All right, so what DC character Tarak. should Tarak play with his arched eyebrow? Hmm. I'm going to go first. I said it. John Stewart. Lobo. I think he can do it totally. That he. I want to see a buff Green Lantern make shit with his Green Lantern ring. And I think that his Hal Jordan's character is just like to, for him to work on a team, they have to really up his womanizerness to make him different from Superman or Batman. But I think I'd rather see John Stewart's like militant uh, kind of like, hey, I know what I'm talking about, guys. I I I built shit in the military. I've been around the block a few <laughs> times, man. That's not how the Rock would sound. <laughs> I I cannot get over the way it sounds in that cartoon. But well, that's Phil Lamar. That's how I know. No, I know. But there's nothing Phil Lamar does worse than a black character. <laughs> it's true. He's better as a Japanese samurai. He's awesome in so many things. He is vamp. If, in yeah. Futurama, I guess it's a black character too. <laughs> well, uh, oh yeah, Hermes, right? But if somebody told you, presented that Green Lantern voice actor 
now in a cartoon and told you the voice actor was white, it would be offensive and there would, there would be an input to it. Well, good thing he's not. <laughs> yes. All right. Sorry. Uh, that's my pick. John Stewart. A Lobo. Hmm. <laughs> Lobo. So then they would hire their first actor of color and then paint him white. Yes. That'd be funny. Yes. Or have him have ashen skin. And he'd need, need like... That's all they. That's like all everybody wants to be. I'm doing a Chasing Amy quote, but butchering uh, it uh, about Darth Vader. Never trying to say we all want to be white. white. Such a great, that's a great scene. Don't is you? It not? <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> Come on. It? So yeah. you want to hang on? Was that not a funny I scene? I love that scene. Mm-hmm. It made me laugh so much. Mm-hmm. But it was also... Some of the best Kevin Smith scenes are scenes of him. The the best ones are him just giving a speech. A character who then has the spirit of Kevin Smith take over them. And then they give a speech Kevin Smith has said to his friends. Wouldn't he fire a load through her like a shotgun right through her back? Exactly. Or when I saw... the, It, it finally hit me when I saw one of his stand-up ones. Mm-hmm. Where he gives a speech, a great speech, about why he... His disrespect for the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah. And he's like, they're just fucking guys that walk. They just walk, walk, walk. Three movies of walking. And verbatim, that speech was said by Randall in Clerks 2. Mm-hmm. Just like, a bunch of fucking walking, man. Yeah. <laughs> walk, walk, walk. Drop That's ring. the problem with you, Dante. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Fuck you, man. man. Fuck you. You need to throw your hat over the fence. You do this shit like you think it's fucking important. <laughs> and another thing. Yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> All right. I can't do it anymore. Um, I think the time is right for DC to try another Steel movie. Ooh. And The Rock certainly has the build to, to look like Steel. <laughs> that's, yeah. Way that's better true. than Shaquille O'Neal. Well, Shaquille O'Neal is just a tall, husky guy, but he doesn't have the... He doesn't have the well. That's like Rock is a human superhero. Like his his muscles in the Fast Five, the yeah. Fast Six, were like impossible. When I looked at him, I was like, "No, this yeah. this can't be a human's physique." Well, the whole oh, way that still started was like it's well, he was one of the four guys that came from the Death of Superman mm-hmm. yes. series, and it's like, oh, that guy is huge, like Superman, but he's black. <laughs> so he's bigger than Superman. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Sorry. Uh, Ooh, Chris. Sorry. But yeah, I I, I haven't actually seen Steel starring Shaquille O'Neal, but I have to imagine that don't it's speak pretty. Warner has worked. <laughs> Warner has worked very hard to keep it off DVD and unseen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think sh- it only sh- exists as like a uh, a site that has not been taken down by <laughs> Warner for some reason. I, I meant I meant to clear Lobo. Obviously, there's what's not to like about Lobo. Uh, but I think The Rock has not played a really good and or likable bad guy and would be yeah. fucking amazing at it. What about it, that gay guy in the sequel to Get Shorty? See, I was I, <laughs> I had I remember I watched that once, hated it, and he's still really a good he's guy. He's good in it. But, uh, but like his a couple of scenes in Pain and Gain mm-hmm. where The Rock kind of loses himself. That movie is pretty good it's pretty fun yeah. and like and there's a couple of scenes in there where, where the rock becomes menacing hmm. and have you not seen painting game no I oh dude you should totally I see know. it uh it yeah but there's a couple of scenes in there to see to see him as someone like lobo who i want to like you but i'm very very afraid of you yeah 
Okay, that's a better. That's Sorry, a, yeah, that is better. Were... All right, so who would you cast the Rock as of all DC characters? Let us know in the forums for this week's question of the week or Captain Cold. <laughs> all right, so any? Uh, I do. Uh, all right. Uh, this week, laser time is very expensive. <laughs> I am. That was one of my favorite episodes we've done. It was wow. really, yeah. it was really fun. It was mm-hmm. thoroughly researched because I'm suffering from insomnia. Oh. Um, but it's the it's called the most expensive everything, where we tried to find the most expensive versions of everything, <laughs> movies to fucking dog breeds. Yeah, so that was pretty impressive. And comic books. In comic books, the most expensive from a production standpoint, and the most expensive from a rarity or collector standpoint. So, what's the most expensive car ever made? What's the most expensive car available in 2014? Like, things music like that. Music videos. Music videos, movies. What's the most expensive television show per episode? What's the most expensive television show to advertise on? Uh, the answers are generally not what you'd expect. And uh, the movies, which I think people know more, we adjusted for them for inflation to fuck everybody up. Yeah. I think <laughs> Avatar is the mm. most expensive movie ever na- made. So far from it. Wow. So far from it. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, inflation, boy, under Barack Hussein Obamacare. Yeah. <laughs> that, I, I raised the a, price of movies. <laughs> that was a, I stole that joke from Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast. But anyway, uh, you know, also about a, uh, another upcoming Laser Time reminds me of something I wished I had heard beforehand that Dave mm-hmm. of Cheap Podcast. Mm-hmm. That uh, some stuff came up about the Ultimate Warrior, one of the reasons he was suing Vince, and mm-hmm. or why they had this big split, and that yeah. he wanted as much money as Hulk was making. And one of his things that Vince said he would pay him back for and didn't was he wanted the Ultimate Warrior's 900 number to give him as much money as Hulk was getting for his 900 number. Mm. Wow. That, it was, that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. That must have been... The uh, sweetest plum. Yeah, hundreds of dollars in the balance there. <laughs> anyway, Dave. Uh, yes, Cheap Popcast. We did an episode earlier this month about the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. I had some interesting chat about that. and uh, I, I was on that one, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back at the end of the month with a Royal Rumble mm-hmm. recap. I cannot wait for the Royal, Royal Rumble this that weekend. That was... That was when we kind of started this whole yeah, thing. Well, yeah, we started the month or mm-hmm. two beforehand, but that was the first time we did an episode that was based on us all watching it together, which almost, is when I felt we hit our stride. And almost like no pay-per-view has been that fun, though. It's it will The card, mm-hmm. besides the Royal Rumble, kind of sucks. But yeah. the fact yeah. that the Royal Rumble is on there, mm-hmm. it's going to be fun because it's, yeah. it's 30 random people running to the ring. And ha- and at like Google five or six Google. of them are people that you don't even expect to be there. So it's it's awesome uh, fun. The Godfather coming up for one second last year to be tapped in the chest before he climbed into the ring. And, and surprisingly, that's not the quickest. That's not the quickest somebody has <laughs> been eliminated. It reintroduced Chris Jericho, didn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. It really was wait. until John Cena showed up and you knew he was going to. Yeah. But but then he took that flying dive on everyone. It was super fun. Now that was a different one. My mistake. Anyway, and then there's VG Empire. You should listen to that, too. A rapper, a rapper, man. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, and soon there will be an episode that I worked very hard on. Well, not as hard as that. Yeah. But, uh, all right, until next time, Excelsior. Excelsior.